On yesterday's show, we answered the question, what could Trey Lance become? Is he the next Jalen Hurts? But what about Brock Purdy? Have we seen the upside? What is the ceiling for Brock Purdy? Who does he compare to in his potential NFL career post-elbow surgery? Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise top to bottom? Then this is definitely the game for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in the game. You guys know the drill. If you listen to this podcast often, it is a Wednesday, which means it is a winky Wednesday. So let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Wow. Can't believe it. Of course, Nicholas Winkler of uh, former TV anchor fame, former colleague of mine in the radio business. And uh, we did a little 49ers podcast back in the day before I started doing Locked On 49ers. Always love his perspective every Wednesday here on the podcast. Nick, how you doing, man? Did you enjoy Super Bowl 57? Yeah, it was a good game, right? I mean, it's what I was looking for. I I didn't want either team to win, really, but somebody had to. So why not make it a good game? I don't like all the complaining at the end. It was a hold. It was a penalty. There were lots of penalties not called and called throughout the game. So I, I, I just think that the Chiefs were a better team on that day, and, and they won, and, and Rihanna brought it as she does. <laughs> I, I, I hate that we didn't get the full Rihanna because I watched her perform. Agreed, agreed. And obviously, like, I'm looking – right? You know, right? you don't want to – you don't, you know, with women, it's a little delicate of a situation. Yes. But I'm looking like, like – I, don't think I didn't even. On, I, I asked on Twitter. I said, "Is Rihanna?" And I just put the like pregnant emoji because I didn't want to put the word yeah. right, so I can right. get attacked by women. But um, that was not the full Rihanna experience. But you know, it's still you know she had some popping songs. It was so cool. that was good. Yeah, it well, was, well, just the visually, it was amazing. Yeah, I love the uh, up on the. They, they've always got to do something that's that's crazy that involves some kind of stunt work these days. And mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because people like you know people went crazy and they love the concert, whatever. However, you, if you love Rihanna, or if you don't. Um, but like, if you actually care, go see Rihanna because that's much right. better. Like people went crazy about the Prince. It's like, it was a pretty cool halftime show Prince. I've seen Prince go see Prince's real concert. It's so much better. If you actually care about music, it's like, it's, it's kind of hard to go see Prince's concert right now. Well, not anymore. Prince, You had about 30 years to do so yeah. Yeah. and uh, right. a little bit too late. Um, you know posthumously obviously so uh and it's funny because i went to two concerts super bowl week and it was just like it's it's such a different experience being in a venue having that 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 vibe with the concerts going on and you know the 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 artist is right there and you can see them and there's like a there's a vibe to it and on super bowl i mean like people make way too much of the super bowl it's like it's it's not it's almost not even in the genre of music because of how ridiculous it is so i'm definitely cool yeah exactly it's like who 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 whose name do more the most people recognize that we can have in yeah. the and that that's what the halftime half of it's you know whatever borderline karaoke and lip syncing so like if you like the artist that you see at a halftime show go see their concert and get blown away like that that would be my advice to people um it, when it comes to the defense that was on the field for the philadelphia eagles 
Jonathan Gannon, who has now been hired or is in the process of being hired as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC West. Did you guys see a defense out there that was coordinated in a way that made you worried that that guy might be a head coach in the division and could stop head coaches like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and uh, and Pete Carroll's offense in, in Seattle? Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the Eagles have been good all year, right? I mean, they, they almost said they were third most sacks ever. I mean, that that's impressive. You know, you, you do have to worry about that. And you don't like to see Cliff Kingsbury leave either if you're a 49er fan, right? Because – you know, he, he he would do well, and then he'd fall yeah. off the cliff every single year. So he kind of knew what you were getting with that. This is kind of a big question mark. It's like, a, oh, okay, I'm a, I'm not worried about it. I think it's a good hire by Arizona. I think it's, it's smart of them to kind of go the defensive route this time. Yeah, I thought it was a good, you know, uh, hire by the Arizona Cardinals. He did a really good job all year long, and he got bitten a couple of times by his defensive backs having undisciplined eyes near the goal line. Mm-hmm. Remember, I mean, one of those touchdowns that Kansas City scored – was a fumble by Jalen Hurts, right? So you're going to look and you're going to see 38 points. But I thought for the most part, as much as you can hold down that squad, and we know that's extremely difficult, right? We, we know that. We know it's difficult to keep that team from scoring. Eventually they started to score, man. But uh, overall, I thought the coordinator had a good plan heading into the game. It's just tough to hold them down. And that's just Mahomes. <laughs> it was just really good. Right Down the stretch. I mean, numbers. I don't think the numbers – of him as far as his completion percentage and whatnot, I don't think that tells the full story. Or not completion percentage, but like yards. That doesn't tell the story of how he, I thought he played. Yeah, plus another one of those scores was basically on a punt return, right? I mean, he brought it down you know, super close, and, and then the Chiefs scored right after that. So that's another touchdown that's not really on that Philadelphia defense. I think the defense played well. I, I would, yeah, I would, I would say it was more – the offense is playing at a high level. The the offensive yeah. play callers and quarterbacks playing at a high level more so than blaming the defensive coordinators for you know the seventy plus points that were scored. Also, time of possession. I think uh, when you look at Mahomes and it's like you know didn't even throw for two hundred yards, but like man, like I feel like they had the ball for five minutes. In that game. Yeah, yeah. and that's for sure. That's kind of damning for for Gannon in the in that defensive unit because yeah. that's the the recipe to not have a team score thirty eight points on you. You know, well, obviously, one of the touchdowns was defensive, and you mentioned the the, the special teams, the the return as well was part of it. But still, I mean, you know, you take that off the board, and it's still a lot of points to give up when you barely when that team barely possessed the football on offense. I, I think you have to separate like Kansas City Chiefs and then those everybody else. Everybody, how else. do you do versus everybody? Yeah. Else? Right at You're this right. point, you have to. We saw what the 49ers looked like against Kansas City Chiefs. Put up even more, forty four points on the best defensive in the league. Right? So, <laughs> 49ers had a lot of. Like guys kind of coming back from injury, they they were really banged up. But I'd say with Philadelphia, some games that people like maybe don't want to go watch. If you if you are, uh, you know, an Arizona fan, like against the Dallas Cowboys late in the year, I feel like Dallas scored like forty points or something like that on Philadelphia. Now they had Gardner Minshew at quarterback, and he threw right. a, uh, multiple interceptions. But uh, the offense, I mean, the defense gave up a lot of points regardless. So Brock Purdy's surgery is coming up here in uh, a week or so, a little over a week, uh, February 22nd. And I just want to go over some stats here. And and then next we can kind of talk about what we think of Brock Purdy, what we saw from him. Is there a, a level of upside that he hasn't shown yet, what we think he can be in the NFL and who we might compare him to as an NFL player since we gave – Trey Lance, the same treatment on yesterday's podcast. I think we should do the same for, for Brock Purdy and, you know, kind of basing it on 
him recovering fully and being the same guy post elbow surgery that he was before, not more, not less, just being pretty much the same guy. So obviously in the regular season, the 49ers were five and oh, I would call it six and oh, it was his win, even though he didn't start the game against the, the, the Miami dolphins. Cause he entered the game so early and the 49ers didn't even have a lead when he entered the football game. And, and from that moment, when he entered the game against the Miami dolphins, he was awesome. And the 49ers mm-hmm. offense was as good as it has been. And they got the best quarterback play, in my opinion, they've had in the Kyle Shanahan era for the San Francisco 49ers. Here were his final numbers in the regular season. Uh, this is including all of his games. This is including his starts. This is including some garbage time against those Kansas City Chiefs where he threw an interception. 67.1% completion, 1,374 yards. He was 8.1 yards per attempt. He had 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, and he had 106.3 quarterback rating. And then there was obviously all the stats where they were stacking Brock Purdy up against the rest of the league. He was basically somewhere between the best and top three quarterback in every important statistical category from the moment he stepped on the field for the 49ers uh, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down. So it, it, was a re- it was remarkable how good he played so next i want to ask the question is is, did we see the best of brock purdy can he be better than that was that such a weird small sample that he might not even be close to as good as the guy we saw in that short stretch of games into the playoffs in 2022 and into 2023 next today's episode of lockdown 49ers is brought to you by ultimate football gm we had a great time competing against each other with ultimate football gm and now it's your turn to compete Uh, If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory trying to build that dynasty. Basically be your version of Bill Walsh from 1979 to uh, 1990, right? That's what you're trying to do, although you could take this 25 seasons if you want. How cool it would have been to see another decade of Bill Walsh running the 49ers. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling all of your destiny, hiring and firing the right coaches and coordinators, trading two and four players, uh, navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft with all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline, play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Locked On 49ers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise in game when using promo code locked on inside the game store that's locked on all caps make sure you check it out today download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today thanks again everybody for making locked on 49ers your first listen make sure you check out the new locked on nfl draft peacock and williamson nfl show daily right here on the locked on podcast network have we seen – let me put it this way to you, Wink. Mm-hmm. How, how much do you believe in Brock Purdy based on what you saw from him so far in his NFL career? It's a lot, right? I mean, you, you, the numbers don't lie. Everything you just said is impressive. You, the eye test, too. I mean, you're just watching this guy play football. He, he understands the system. He knows what Kyle expects out of him. He knows where everybody's going to be. He knows where his protection is. Like, yeah. There were a couple plays that weren't great, but he was a rookie, right? This is a guy that's never played in the NFL before, and he looked great. Now, to think that he could do better than that, I'm not sure because he did really, really good. But 
do I think that I expect the same thing from Purdy? Yeah, why not? I, I mean, the guy's been fantastic so far. Who's to say that he can't keep that kind of success up? I, I'm I'm a big fan of Purdy's going forward. Croc, this dude was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, How, it was. That. It was. It, 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 I we lived through it, but it was especially the first start, the Tampa Bay game, in the first because he basically got pulled in the second half because they were so far ahead. And this is against Tom Brady, too, coming back home, right? And the, the crowd is chanting his name. His dad's in the stands like, what is going on? Like, tears in his eyes. I'm watching the game like, what the hell is happening right now? Yep. This is ridiculous. The last pick in the draft. And he played like one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL for a consistent stretch of games. And like a lot of you, you, you can, you can point to Kyle Shanahan and how good some quarterbacks have played in short stretches under Kyle Shanahan. You can point to all the weapons on offense. They added Christian McCaffrey before he even started playing too. Um, and and th that, that's all, that's all prudent information. You know, that's all important to it, contextually with what we saw from Brock Purdy, but with the eye test, like it was the best quarterback play we'd seen under Kyle Shanahan. And, and it shouldn't be that easy for a seventh round rookie. Without a doubt. And I think a lot of people kind of point to 2017, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'd say it was better than that, right? And mm -hmm. similar, if you look at a lot of the numbers from that time, Jimmy Garoppolo was like number one or number two, or for sure top three in pretty much every st statistical category uh, as it pertains to quarterbacks during that stretch. And you can say the same thing for Brock. But I felt like watching Brock, right, like the eye test, it was more impressive with what he was doing. There were definitely a lot more points being scored. Uh, I remember Jimmy Garoppolo had like seven or six touchdowns over those starts and five interceptions, right? So Brock, from that standpoint, definitely uh, far more uh, impressive. And I think the eye test also showed like just that innate ability to do a little bit more playing off script. Yes. Now, the difference, I mean, especially when you're comparing like those two years, Jimmy did not have, the, uh, you know, he had George Kittle. He had young George Kittle, but didn't have the Debo Samuels, the Brennan Ayuk's, the Kyle, or did have Kyle, didn't have um, uh, a lot of these other guys that are, like, playing at the level that they're playing at now. Even George Kittle. He started to come on late that rookie year, but still, like, nothing, not to this extent. I mean, it was like, I got to lean on Marquise Goodwin every, every game. Uh, so that part is impressive, but just in the sense of what it looks like, what the eye test says, is that Brock Purdy's playing better than the best ball that we saw Jimmy Garoppolo play. So it's it's unfair to expect that Brock Purdy is going to play like that for 17 games and be the best quarterback in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, because we were talking about, oh man, did he play enough games to be offensive rookie in the year? If he did that for 17 games, we'd be talking about is he the MVP of the stinking league? You know right. what I mean? Like that's how that's how good he played, and that's what the the numbers were pointing to. I don't think it's fair to expect that from him if he wins the job and, and he's the guy and he comes back, you know, proper from his, his elbow surgery. But what, we, like, at what level do you guys are, what, what level of play are you confident saying, well, I know he's at least this because I've thrown out the Kirk Cousins thing. And that's, you know, that was kind of Kyle Shanahan's guy. I would, I would confidently say this time next year, if Brock Purdy plays all season, he's at least in the, Kirk Cousins tier of quarterbacks, which is probably the same tier that, you know, Derek Carr is in the same tier that maybe Jimmy is in. I put Jimmy below both those guys, but I, I think they're all kind of in the same tier, which is a quarterback that you're probably still trying to get better than. Right. 
But I'm confident that he's at least that. Like, what would the 49ers look like with prime Kirk Cousins for a whole season? Would that be better than what we've seen from Jimmy G? Would that be better? And I'm confident saying he's that. But, like, is there, like, a Drew Drew Brees level for Brock Purdy? Um, That's the comparison, right? Yeah, would we believe it more if he was a a higher pick than a seventh rounder? Because I feel like he's getting deemed. We're not trusting what we saw because what we saw was so good. It's like this can't possibly be real. I think I think it's I think we're doing it. I think you know some fans fully believe, but some fans fully believe every single draft pick the Forty Nineers make is going to be a future Hall of Famer, right? So there's there's that level of thing, and then there's people from the outside that are like, man, this was pretty awesome, but can it be real, right? And I I think that's sort of the consensus feeling is this was really good, but. He's Brock Purdy, seventh round pick. Can't be that good, right? I think typically saying? with guys that have his skill set right. do fall in a certain range as far as tiers of NFL quarterbacks, right? Like it, we just look at, you know, rattle off guys that you feel are top five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks in the NFL. They all have this, like, really most of them, like this elite ability to do something where it just starts to kind of look a little different. But even then, I mean, there's still a chance that he ends up being a Drew Brees and right. like uh, overcomes maybe the some of the limitations that he might have physically, uh, specifically kind of throwing the ball and what that might look like. But I think as long as he has, you know, these yards after catch monsters, as long as he continues to understand what Kyle Shanahan wants to do, I, I don't see why, even if he's not considered a top a quarterback in the NFL, he could play at that level. I think we said some of the same things for Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's, again, he still has this innate ability to make plays off script that Jimmy Garoppolo did not give you. Yeah, and you know, you say it's not fair for us to expect Brock Purdy to play at that level, but but he could, right? I mean, we've seen it. We've seen mm-hmm. him do it at that level. So to say that that's out of the realm of possibilities, I think is crazy for anybody to say that because why not? The kid doesn't make mistakes. He's got a very accurate arm. The off script stuff is fantastic. Like when he, when he sees a play break down and he starts moving, you could see his brain going. So yeah, he doesn't have the best legs. He doesn't have the best arm strength, but maybe his brain's the best, right? Like maybe he does have that thing that will take him to that next level. Cause Drew Brees was never considered the most athletic quarterback that the best arm, but, but he was extremely accurate and he was very smart with what he did with the football. And so to make that comparison of what Brock Purdy could possibly be, I, I love that. I love that. That's where we think he could take, this football team is to a level of trusting your quarterback, knowing what he's going to give you day in and day out. And he's done that so far. Every time he stayed healthy, the 49ers have won a football game. So that's, it's fun, been fun to watch. And I just, yeah, I love what Brock Purdy brings to this team and and the the locker room loves him too. You know, they talk about that in the huddle. He commands the huddle. He knows what everybody's supposed to be doing. He'll tell you to shut up. Like he doesn't care who you are. That's what you need at the top of your franchise. And, And Brock Purdy, probably that guy you know you know a guy that he reminds me of and and i'd say it, it might be somewhat similar and i think when 49 fans hear this they're gonna be like no way but really if you think about it you put this guy into this situation like what what would mac jones had looked like with this play caller yeah this this roster you know because right. again he has some of the same limitations in the sense of just not a big arm like that right but understood exactly where to go with the ball um and i think you know the situation in New England hasn't been the most ideal. You know, he's a guy that, and I still don't know exactly how he snuck into the Pro Bowl his rookie year, but he did go to the Pro Bowl. But the second year, I mean, they've been trying to figure out how to get him weapons. It's not quite there. And then you see a guy with some of these type of limitations. What does it look like when he has to be the guy? 
And then all of a sudden now, if you ask most people, oh, Mac Jones, he's terrible. No, no. Mac Jones was a really solid quarterback prospect. He just was not a top five talented type guy. And because of that, you could see some of the things that happen when you don't have everything kind of going your way. And I think Brock Purdy might be kind of in that same Hmm. tier of, man, you know, you better have some of these guys out there with him. But as long as he does, then you can get that level of play. That's not a slight at Brock Purdy, but that's just, you know, that style of guy. Like that, it's, that's typically kind of what it looks like. Yeah, and Brock Purdy gives you a little bit extra than Mac Jones with the off-platform stuff. Mac Jones probably has a better arm than, than Brock Purdy did coming out. And the off, when you say off-platform, I mean off-script too, just off-script, being able yeah. to run around yeah. and, and make some of those throws. He has this gut, gutsy uh, uh, thing to his game. But also some of the things that people would say about Mac Jones in the locker room. Like what are they saying? Right. Oh, love Mac Jones. Great leader. Commands in the huddle. Like they're they're saying the same things. Uh, uh, Kendrick Bourne. Like he loves he loves Mac Jones. Right. So you're getting some of the same quality. It's just it's not as ideal of a situation for Mac. And for for Kyle Shanahan, it's a nice little bonus now that he gets the the high upside Trey Lance that they ended up drafting, and. Even though they didn't pick Mac Jones, now he gets to see what Mac Jones would have looked like in his offense too. And if you asked him and 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 injected him with true serum, he probably would have said, "You know what? If we would have just stuck at twelve and drafted Mac Jones, that probably would have been a, a better, um, you know, a, a better situation for us." But now he doesn't have to worry about that because now he gets both. He still gets the upside of of Trey Lance, who gets to compete with basically yep. what he was going to get in Mac Jones, which is which is Brock Purdy, and, and maybe even Purdy's a lot better than Mac Jones was going to end up being because sure. he gives you a little something extra. And and how quickly Kyle. You could tell trusted a rookie quarterback and trusted mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. And then how quickly Brock Purdy won the locker room. And you hear George Kittle at the Super Bowl say, man, it's kind of not even fair to, to Trey Lance, but it's Brock Purdy's job to lose. And you remember Nick Bosa after one of those games like, is we found a quarterback, you know? <laughs> it's like, he didn't say, hey, we found another quarterback. He said, we found a quarterback. Like, this is, this is our quarterback now. This is him. He is him. Right, that that was kind of what the, the locker room's been saying about Brock Purdy. It's yeah. pretty wild. And I think some of the outrage about you know, kind of circle back to Mac Jones was because a lot of people just did not feel like that he should be drafted that high. Yeah. And now you get a guy that was probably drafted, in, I'm fair, but more of where that caliber of quarterback kind of that that type of right. talent gets drafted, which is later. Now I'm not saying it had to be like the last pick in the draft, but right. just guys like him, they typically just go later. Right. Well, and both, both it was right to draft him later. Yeah. And but it has paid off immensely, right? Right. All right, some more news next. How about the next great San Francisco 49ers linebacker who's been re-signed and another coach the 49ers are losing to the Houston Texans next. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season now with the NFL season over and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And wow, is it easy to use? I love the interface. So fun. You can do the in game parlays, build your own parlays, uh, find all of the, the money lines and the point spreads and everything you would like to bet on in any sport. Super Bowl futures, too. By the way, the 49ers are tied for the third most likely team to win the Super Bowl next February in 2024. 
Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine all of your bets and the better chance to win with those same game parlays, which is probably the funnest thing you can do on the app. Is what I love doing on the app. Some draft props as well. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Marcelino McCrary Ball, undrafted free agent, rookie last year, linebacker, has been re-upped by the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, I liked what I saw from Marcelino McCrary Ball in training camp. And with Aziz Alshair being one of the 49ers free agents and, and probably one of the players that the 49ers can't afford to bring back just because they're already paying a couple of linebackers, uh, I like this guy. He's He's got the same – I mean, Aziz Alshair was an undrafted linebacker and became a stud starting linebacker in the NFL and is probably going to be a cornerstone to the new defense over there in Houston if I had to guess where he ends up signing a free agent contract. Uh, Marcelino McCurry Ball, though, fits a little bit more of the Drake Greenlaw mold, sort of the undersized former safety body type that flies around the field. I was surprised he didn't get called up and get more action on the on the 53-man roster this year, but um, they re-upped him. Could he be the next great San Francisco 49ers linebacker? They lost their linebacker guru, though, in, in D'Amico Ryans, who is now in Houston. And uh, by the way, they're also going to lose Corey Undlin, who's contract expired and ended up signing with the Texans to have the same job that he used to have with the 49ers, which was defensive pass game coordinator. So another spot the 49ers have to fill on their coaching staff. But uh, I'm, I don't know. Am I too excited about Marcelino McCrary ball going into 2023 guys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love the pause. Like we, we, we've seen, we, we've seen these guys, right? Like we, we've seen these guys be yeah. more, right? Cause if you'd have asked me this question about Aziz Alshair, Two years ago, and you're like, "Hey, man, am I too excited about Aziz?" I'd be like, "Yeah." And then it turns out, out Whoa, rookie, man, right? you, were, you were good to be uh, uh, excited about him. So he could be another gem. And we've seen the 49ers do an amazing job of really identifying guys that can play the linebacker position the way that they want them to play it. Yes. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of that, that's that's almost like people saying they just knew Brock Purdy would be what he is. Yeah. By the well, way, I'm. Go ahead, Wink. Well, I was just going to bring it back to Greenlaw because I remember in the preseason when Greenlaw was a rookie, everybody's like, oh, we got this guy Greenlaw. And this is like, well, it's preseason. Let's just pump our brakes a little bit and you look what he's become. So maybe, I'm going to say maybe for you, Peacock. I think it's, I mean, just like how we're talking about, well, you got to just believe in what you saw, trust your eyes you with, with Brock Purdy. I think you got to believe with these players and you got to trust what we're seeing from the 49ers in rounds five through seven and undrafted free agents. They, they just been so good and it's probably not wise to expect it, but at this point it's like, okay, you know, what kind of studs are they going to pull? Who'd they draft last? Jason Poe, future starting offensive, what guard center, whatever it is for him. Right. Uh, Marcelino McCray ball, future star starting linebacker. It's just that they, they have such an unreal hit rate with the, the late round picks and the undrafted free agents at this point. And, if you just if you'd asked me last year, I was like, man, are they going to do it again? I'd be like, ah, oh, man, they're probably not going to do it again. They might have got the most valuable guy they've ever had late, which was the last pick of the draft in a starting quarterback <laughs> in the seventh round. It's it's ridiculous what they're doing with some of these late picks and undrafted players. So the 49ers are doing something right, and you got to point to both the scouting staff and the coaching staffs for getting them there after they're drafted as well. You're not wrong. How about? I got one more note here that I want to talk about. By the way, I'm looking at Aziz Alshair and looking at the 49ers list of free agents uh, and, and by snap percentage. Mm. 
Aziz Alshair only played 29.3% of the 49ers snaps last year. Mm. To put that into perspective, what week did Emmanuel Mosley get hurt? Because he played almost the same amount of snaps as Aziz Alshair did. 29% of the 49ers defensive snaps. Why why do you think that drop off? Hmm. Uh, I just think that they're not. Yeah, they're just they're not they're nickel too much to where they're not going to have three. You know, half the time there's only two linebackers on the field basically, and and probably more than half of that. So there's just not as many opportunities to have three linebackers on the field, which is another reason why you can't pay him because you know the the third linebacker is kind of not really a starter. The nickel corner is the the actual eleventh starter, not the third linebacker. And by the way, Jimmy Ward, uh, just under fifty percent of the snaps last year as the the nickel corner. But that's also with him missing games, right? And missed and missed uh, yeah. eight games, right? So basically, really. he missed half the season, then played half the snaps, which means he was almost always on the field. So that's how often the 49ers were in nickel. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about those odds we just talked about with FanDuel? 49ers tied for third. So the Kansas City Chiefs, no surprise, they're 6-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl again next year. Second is the Bills at 8.5-1. Uh, which is almost nearly tied with the next three teams. The Eagles, 49ers, and Bengals are all 9-1 to one odds to win the Super Bowl. You, you put a little money down, not even knowing who the quarterback is going to be for the 49ers, you think that's a little high for them to be tied for third with some of the uh, the questions with free agency and, and a team that could potentially be not as good, but a t- potentially a team that could be better depending on what their quarterback play is for 17 games next year. I like it. I like the odds. I'd, I'd take that action. I don't like Philly's odds. I think that's too high for Philly. You lose your offense and defensive coordinators. Good luck, guys. I know what, what Shanahan's been doing has been incredible. You don't see that very often in the NFL. You usually see a big drop-off You know, when you lose one guy. They lost both guys. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's going to be tough, especially for Philadelphia. I, mm-hmm. I mean, just ask, asking them to repeat and get to the Super Bowl the way that they did, right? I mean, yeah. that's the part of it, their story, too. You know, you played New York Giants, and nobody was expecting anything from them. And then, uh, who they played the phone? Was that the 49ers? 49ers, Who did, you know, basically didn't have a quarterback for that entire game. And then, boom, next thing you know, I'm in the Super Bowl. (laughs) So, I mean, like, that's that's an easy path. No, that's not their fault. They handle business. They did what they had to do. But I'd say if, if you had the choice to choose a path, you would choose theirs. Oh, absolutely. And and they it's not like they didn't look like they belonged in the Super Bowl either. They they look like a really good team and, and they are a good team. And if yeah. if I bet the team to beat next year for the 49ers and, and one of the teams they'll be battling for if if they're uh you know fighting for that one seed again next year, it's probably gonna be the Eagles. And uh, you know, there's always some surprise teams here and there, but um it, I think the 49ers and the Eagles are both are probably pretty glad they're in the NFC and not the AFC because that's just yes. that's just a much more difficult gauntlet to run in the AFC right now. Do you think that the NFL like sees what's going on between the 49er players and the trash talk and the, and the whole thing with uh, the, the Eagles guys. And then they say, you know what? Let's make these guys like play week one. Week one. Well, yeah. I, I think they can't because the Super Bowl, it could have happened, but I think the, the Super Bowl winner is always the team that plays the Thursday so, night game. Yeah. No, but they, they can still be, it can still, still be play week one. one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe so Monday like, night. Maybe Monday night. Yeah. Cause I was thinking it's gonna definitely be prime time, but no, I need to be Sunday night. There's another yeah, prime time. Night. Oh, that that game for sure. Whatever week it is is going to be a prime time one. Has to be. Has so to I got be. a I got a question for you guys. What do you? I don't. Maybe you've already talked about this, but you know, with all of the 
like rushing up to the line, right, to hurry these plays. And then they talk about this eye in the sky calling. Do you think that the NFL does something drastic in the offseason where they actually implement something like that all the time? Where it's like, if it's a questionable at-all call and you can see that the team's rushing up to snap quickly because they aren't sure, do you think that that's something the NFL might put into place? I think that's what college does. College, the the booth has the ability to replay. It should, right? If to you review have the technology. To get plays right, why wouldn't you want to get every play right? And I know in the playoffs, they so the booth could have stopped that play, the 49ers-Eagles mm. play, the Devontae Smith catch. The booth could have stopped it and looked at it. But they didn't get a quick enough look, and a good enough look in, in that amount of time, and so they didn't stop it. But right. to your point, I think that might be a point of emphasis for the league to say, look, if there's a catch where the receiver goes to the ground and they rush to the line, we're stopping it. Yeah, because we got to get it right, and they're rushing to the line for a reason. But you don't want to, you don't want to penalize a team that's going fast either. So you can't sure. just stop it for no reason. But right. on a play like that, on a fourth down play that could be a turnover, big plays, mm-hmm. I think it would behoove the league to stop it, yeah. take a quick look, get another angle. And I don't like stopping the game more, but getting it right is more important. And when it was clearly a play where they're rushing to the line, so the team doesn't challenge it, I yes. think it was obvious what the Eagles were doing at that point. Yes, but that also takes away from the human element of error right so right. i kind of like that part like but no i'm gonna put this on kyle and, and those guys like you see that receiver you got, rushing you got timeouts sure. and you got a red flag to stop it yourself so, so i'm putting that on them i'm i don't care about the, yeah. the the people in the booth i know what i was thinking when i saw him get up and start doing this i'm pretty Thanks. sure y'all were thinking the same thing of course so if there's anybody to fault it's not the eye in the sky or the right. people trying to stop it it's kyle and his people you see him I got to see what he's doing. I, I, I got to, I don't know why he's getting up like that, but I got to find out. So I'm, say, I'm throwing that red flag. I would say, especially when you see the success the Eagles had with some of their fourth downs, like super aggressive, extra aggressive sometimes. Mm. I would say with, when it comes to the challenge play there, uh, when it comes to fourth down decisions, I think that's one thing the 40, you know, don't, don't worry about the league fixing it for you. The 49ers need to start taking a hard look at some of those, game management decisions yes kyle's got kyle does everything in the building like i think he's even got more i think he's more involved in the defense that we know too you know what i mean uh he's the play caller he's the offensive coordinator he's the you know he's really the gm it's it's his call he's in charge of the roster as well on so he's, he's got so much that he's in charge of and he keeps getting his assistance taken away too which which every mm-hmm. time that happens i'm sure it just takes more and more time for him to get his new assistants ready to 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 run things the way he he wants them to be run week to week and getting ready for games. Um, I think having someone else that is that he listens to that's in his ear mm-hmm. for those types of decisions on game day would be really important. Yeah. And it's definitely something the 49ers have to look at. They, they have to look at a lot of things. You have to be honest with you. You can't just say, oh, our quarterbacks are getting hurt more than anybody else, but it didn't matter. You say, okay, let's let's look at it and make sure it really wasn't our fault. Let, let's really take a take a really objective look at this and make sure it's not really we don't think it's our fault. But let's let's make sure it's not, you know, right. let's look yeah. at these fourth down decisions and let's really see if we should maybe go for some of these. Where do we get it wrong? Where do we get it right? Um, and so I think the 49ers would do uh, it'd be smart for them to learn from it. No, don't rely on the league. Rely on yourself to get better. Be more yep. aggressive. Oh, yep, yep, real quick, like um, guys. So I was, you know, I watched what first through third quarter um, at the Dallas airport. And then I, you know, I flew out from there. Shout out to Southwest. They had the pristine uh, Wi-Fi on the flight, so I was able to watch the game. Didn't miss a snap. Nice. But I was sitting next to a guy at the bar, and he was a Vikings fan. Zach Wilson? Oh no, N- not Zach Wilson. I did see Zach Wilson, but I, this is a uh, which 
I, I didn't think about it at that time, but people are like, his uncle is like the founder of JetBlue. Why is he flying Southwest? He was in the Southwest <laughs> wing. So I don't know. I don't know where he came from. I don't know if there's a JetBlue uh, gate somewhere around there, but it was definitely the Southwest side. Mm. But um, I'm sitting next to a guy, Jay. Shout out to Jay, a uh, Vikings fan. And he says, you know what, man? You know, 49er fans, they're, they're pretty upset. But, you know, I, I've been a Vikings fan. And he's an older man, he, probably early 50s. Said, I've never I've been a Viking fan my entire life since I was a little kid, diehard, and I've never seen my team mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl. And I was yeah. like, ah, dang. And we and I think we and again people, oh no, Super Bowl bus, we got rich history. And it's like, dude, there are people that would just wish to just see their team play in that type of atmosphere, see their team play in a in a conference championship game. He was like, Man, we got close with with um he said we got close with Brett Favre. And he like fumbled the ball or something like that, and it was well, the Gary like, Anderson miss too. And then, and then he brought up the Gary year. Anderson miss, yeah. and he brought yeah. against the Falcons. He brought that up. Mm -hmm. So like that's it throughout his entire childhood <laughs> or adulthood, his entire life. My brother's a Lions fan, so he he's put up with it. I know. Over he hasn't over, even gotten Gary Anderson back. close. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he wishes Anderson he could have a, a kicker miss a big kick for him. Yeah. Hey, right. so he said 49er fans. It could be a lot yeah. worse. I told him I would, I would relay the message. There you go. That's, That's great smart. perspective. Shout out to – was it Jay? Yeah, shout out Jay's to Jay, Vikings fan. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Wink, thanks for joining us here. Thanks, everybody. As always, Croc and I back tomorrow right here. Locked On 49ers. See you.